somewhat ironically, I worked in a shoe store for, for quite some time, which is just kind of funny because people always ask how I tie shoes with one hand. <laughs> Welcome to The Shut Up Show. This is the Brave Solopreneurs Podcast, helping you shut up and make shit happen. Inside every episode, you'll hear raw and uncensored conversations with amazing entrepreneurs and thought leaders who bring their best work every day, despite being scared shitless. You'll gain mindset strategies on how to brave through your fears, tactical advice to help you define your shut-up moment, and impact-driven tips inspiring you to live and work on your own terms. I am your host and chief shut-upper of Making Shit Happen, Bernie Shaw. Now, on to today's episode. And welcome to another edition of The Shut Up Show. I am your host, Bernie Shum, and I'm joined by an awesome guest who actually is only about 30 miles away from me. <laughs> but go figure. We figure we'll, we're going to use Google+, Plus, so that's why we're meeting today via video. No, we're not. <laughs> actually, the show is on demand. That's why we need to do a video. But Ryan Hack, thank you for being here today. Yeah, my pleasure. Awesome. So I found out about you actually. Um, I think it was a couple of months ago, but we were booked for a couple of months. So yeah, right. when, we, when we got you on the schedule, I remember thinking, holy crap, this is going to be such a <laughs> unique interview. And I know I say that quite a bit about the people we've had on our show because we've had some pretty awesome people on the Shut Up Show. But I think your story is going to be so unique in the regard that you live your life one-handed. That's right. Um, and I'm not metaphorically talking here. <laughs> right. So, so before you know, I, I steal your thunder, um, Ryan. Can you take us through? Let, let's let's kind of back up a little bit. However far back you need to go, Ryan, mm -hmm. so that you can build the foundation and let everybody know. You know where? What were you doing before all of this? You know where did you come from? And then what defining moment led you to do the awesome stuff that you work that you do today in your life and your work? Sure. Yeah, that works. Um, We'll go back a, a long way. Um, you know, depending on the day, depending on my mood, um, I either lost my arm in a shark attack or I was born that way. So today I'll go with the truth, which is I was born this way. Um, I, you can kind of see here's, here's my left arm right there. Uh, ends just past the elbow. Um, and so I was just born that way. Nobody knows why. Um, it wasn't, uh, wasn't an accident or anything. It just that's what happened. So um, I grew up uh, with one hand, uh, like you said, and I never thought about it as I was growing up. Uh, it never made a difference uh, in my life. My family never treated me differently. I always had really good friends, had really good teachers. Um, and then it was in 2010, um, I was eating at Culver's restaurant here in the Midwest, one of the best restaurants ever. Um, I was eating there and I saw a little boy uh, who had an arm just like mine. And Believe it or not, I mean, that was so I was in my 30s at that point. I had hardly ever seen anyone with an arm like mine, um, just period, across the board. And so my, my perspective of how many people does this affect was really small. I never even thought about it. So I saw him. Uh, his mom kind of ran over to me and was just like, look, here's my son and here's you and you're kind of the same. And, and I was just like, everything's, yeah, that's great and talk to him about playing baseball. and um, So I left that encounter. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say my heart was heavy, but I was just like, I wanted just to like give them a hug, you know, and be like, everything's going to be fine, and tell the mom, you're doing great. He's going to amaze you. It's going to be fine. And, 
And I thought, how could I, you know, it, it was the first time I ever thought that I might be able to help other people um, because they are out there. I just had no idea. Um, and, and so I wrote a piece actually um, about that experience for uh, Relevant Magazine. Um, and that went up, that was December of 2010. And I just kind of said, I don't know what I can do, but I feel like I could do something uh, to help. Um, and I like the internet. <laughs> so, so I made a blog. You know, I've been, I've been blogging forever, just like every other blogger. I had my Zanga, I had my Angel Fire, I had all that. And, and it was all just kind of random stuff, you know. Um, and so this was really a specific, um, not target, but a specific um, avenue that I was looking at that, that I felt like could be helpful. Um, and it was something that I've always dealt with in my life. And, and so I started making uh, little videos showing how I do things with one hand. I started writing about um, just experiences that I've had. Um, but that was, that took, you know, I, I know we talk a lot about, or you talk about fear here and, and how that affects things. Um, I'm, I'm a perfectionist whose perfectionism causes paralysis, <laughs> which I think a lot of us kind of go through. You know, I want to know everything. Every time I speak somewhere, I gather this mountain of information, and then I freak out, <laughs> and then I finally <laughs> sift through it to try to get to that place. But, but it really does paralyze me. And so from December of 2010, I didn't launch my website, uh, livingonehanded.com, until... Uh, December of 2011. So it took me an entire year of really dealing with um, what does this mean? I wanted to have every single thing right for my website. I wanted it to be perfect and you know before I launched it and that's been the biggest thing for me about kind of pushing through that fear is it's okay if not everything's perfect. <laughs> right. um, and so that for me was a, a big lesson that I continue to learn, but that was kind of the, the genesis of what sparked my um, interest in doing something for the Limb Different community, and then how that came to be, like I said, December of, of 2011. So it's been just over a couple of years that the, the website launched, um, and the Facebook page, and, and all that good stuff. So Right. I didn't think I was going to take the conversation here, but because you brought it up, I think this is important, because I think this comes up quite a bit, and I know it does definitely run in my family, but this whole thing about being perfect, or right, right, per, being a per, per, uh, having perfection, I can't say it, being a perfectionist, <laughs> right? <laughs> being a perfectionist, and how it can get so bad to the point where we are paralyzing ourselves from moving forward. Let me ask you, obviously, I mean, you said you were born one-handed, right, and you're not sure what caused you, your left arm to not fully develop, but obviously, in most people's eyes, that would be, that's not perfect, right? right? Sure. So where then does this whole mentality of being a perfectionist play in? Do you think it has anything to do with, with a, you know, growing with one arm or, or not? Do you think it's your upbringing? I mean, nature versus nurture, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's a hybrid of the two. What, what do you think? Wow. That's a really good question, and honestly, I don't, know if I, I don't know if I've ever been asked that or if I ever put those things together. Um, my, my gut says no. Um, I really don't think that, I, I, I honestly think it has more to do with just my my nature, uh, f just family stuff. You know, I think that's just kind of how I'm made. Is that I'm, I'm kind of a, a worrier, and I I want to plan ahead. I mean, I remember at work we had a we we're in a, a meeting, and they were going to do this thing that was you know to to work on communication, and they were like, okay, one person's going to have a picture, 
you're going to have a blank piece of paper, and you have to ask them what's on theirs and draw it on yours. But as soon as you draw it, you can't erase anything, right? So it was, it was all about good communication. You want your picture to look exactly like the other person's. And so I heard this other lady, who happens to now be my manager, she said, is there a sun in it? And the person said, yeah. And she just started drawing a sun. And I was like, whoa, no, no, no. <laughs> like, you have to ask everything exactly. How big is it? What color yellow is it? Where, where is it on the page? Like, that's just my nature to, to do that. And so for me, I, you know, growing up with one hand, to, to me, was probably no different than somebody growing up with two hands because I didn't know any different. It didn't... Uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, did you have a chip on your shoulder and want to prove people wrong and, and stuff like that? I never had anybody to prove wrong. <laughs> like, no one, you know, no one ever doubted me or, or said that I couldn't do something. And so that was never, never really played into the equation. Um, but it definitely is something that um, now, you know, the, like, the last couple of years, I'm, I'm much more aware of it now than I ever have been in my life as far as how it affects me, how it affects other people. And I think that's been the most eye-opening for me is seeing how it affects other people um, and, and the differences in how I grew up as opposed, as opposed to how people are growing up now. Right. I, I love your answer because I, I don't think you knew that this is what, what I was going to pull from it. <laughs> but, but, you know, we've talked to so many people like you, very brave, but, you know, scared, shitless, but still brave people who have gotten through so many things in their lives, both professionally and personally. And many of the things that tend to come up is depression and sure. fear of failure and anxiety or, you know, being introverted or whatnot. And for you, you know, people would say it's a physical disability. Sure. And so when you think about all of these different things that people bring up as an excuse, you know, whether it's valid or not, it still is an excuse for why they're not more successful or for why they're not sure. doing more things in life. It's so easy for, to, for people to say, well, it's a deficiency, right? Like, this is a flaw that I have. And I think the, the really, really cool thing, though, in your story is what people would think your deficiency or your flaw mm -hmm. is wasn't even the thing that was holding you back. Right. <laughs> it was something more internal, right, and yeah. kind of emotional. Oh, absolutely. Kind of like, you know, mentally, you just were, you know, paralyzed by fear. But, oh, my arm, oh, nothing, nothing. Right. you know, like yeah. that didn't even bother me. So no. can, can you kind of can you kind of take us through that? Do, can you think of maybe a very pivotal moment that you can remember where, you know, maybe somebody approached you and thought that this was holding you back when really you're like, no, not really, not so yeah. much. Well, that, yeah, it's an interesting question because it, it, it is one of those things that I, like I said, up until a couple of years ago, I never thought about it at all. Um, and so I worked, um, somewhat ironically, I worked in a shoe store for, for quite some time, which is just kind of funny because people always ask how I tie shoes with one hand. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I worked in a shoe store. That's kind of funny now that I think back on it. But I remember working there, and uh, there was a gentleman, older gentleman, who was walking around, and it, he wasn't like stalking me or anything, but he was just around. And uh, and after a while, he came up, and and this was before the website or anything like that. Um, and he said, "I just wanted to tell you how inspired I am by just your confidence and how you're able to do all of these things." And and I was like, "Well, sure, thanks. I you know I I don't know how to respond." And um, he said, "Well, I'm on my way to an interview." And I have a, uh, there was something wrong with his foot. I don't remember what it was because you couldn't see it. It was, he had it in a shoe and, you know, if he hadn't said something, I would have never known. 
but he said, you know, I'm going to this interview and I'm just so, you know, worried about how it's going to go and, you know, I have my, my foot and all this stuff. And, and I was just like, wow, he really is, you know, like we talked about, he's really paralyzed by this, this disability that I would never have known he even had, you know, and, but, but he was so focused on it that it affected him that way. And so that was one of the, you know, something in my life that when I look back on it, you know, that was kind of a seed in, in my mind saying, okay, this is something that other people deal with in very different ways than I do. Right, right. Gosh, I I really love that. I couldn't have, I wouldn't have known that you were going to tell me that story because <laughs> you're right. It's very similar to what we were just talking about. Some of these hidden deficiencies and flaws that people yeah. don't even see. But we're we're our own worst critic. We're so hard right. on ourselves, and we think everybody sees it. So obvious, yeah. and they're like, no. Yeah. Not so much. Right, right. <laughs> well, it's funny. Like I do some speaking too, and like I, I like to go speak to, especially to little kids, like elementary schools and stuff like that. But I do want to be doing more speaking to, you know, high schools and colleges and stuff like that. Um, but I, I've struggled for quite a, a long time, and and I'm getting over it now. But uh, even now, I still struggle with, well, what what makes me so special? You know, like what I don't really have anything to offer. I went I went to an event in Boston uh, in January. Um, there are, you know, I, like 300 people there, um, and they had some special guests. And so um, there was uh, my friend Tony Memo plays guitar. He's from the Milwaukee area. He's a singer-songwriter. And these people all have one hand. Uh, Miss Iowa, she has one hand. Uh, there was a model there, Nick Newell, who has one hand. He's an undefeated MMA fighter. And I'm that guy with a blog. <laughs> you know, so it's like I had a couple of people like, oh, you're the blogger guy, right? I'm like, yes. That's, yes, I'm the blogger guy. I haven't, you know, I'm not a Paralympian. I haven't climbed a mountain. Like, there, I have nothing, you know. And so it is, it's still a struggle for me to be like, just sharing my experience is enough, you know. Like, it, it has to be enough. And that's, um, you know, Brene Brown, um, who I love to death, um, she talks about that, you know, about you're enough. When you go to bed, I did as much as I could today, and that's great, you know. Um, and I have to be okay with who I am and not who I'm not. Um, right. Otherwise, you know, people are going to know that and, and I'm not going to be able to offer who I actually am if I'm trying to be someone else or if I'm bemoaning the fact that I haven't won a gold medal in something, you know. Right. That's that's so that's such a beautiful reminder, Ryan, for all of us because I've been listening to I listen to a lot of podcasts, by the way, mm -hmm. on a very daily basis, and the topic that seems to be coming up within the last three to four days is how we compare ourselves to other people, right? Sure. And and we can't even make that comparison. I mean, because for example, like I love Oprah, and you right. know, I'm never gonna be Oprah. I don't look like mm -hmm. Oprah. I don't sound like <laughs> Oprah. You know, I could probably do things like her, but I probably wouldn't even want to emulate her life anyway if I could. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's it's kind of like when you kind of take that approach and you remove why am I even making that comparison at all yep. then you then you understand it really has nothing at the end at, you know, at the end of the day it has nothing to do with wanting to be like that person it's like what you said and what Brene Brown says it's just feeling like you are good enough doing what it is that you do well and yep. that you want to be known for Exactly. So let me ask you because I, I know you mentioned something about uh, wanting to help people at a very very young age when mm -hmm. you first started to recognize that there was something more you can do in this world right. and I know when I did a little bit of stalking on your background too <laughs> I see that there's a lot of stuff you do in the community and for people so if there is one thing that you can say that you do well or that you want to be known for or what you believe people come to you for what would that one thing be Ryan? 
I want people to know that they are valuable just the way that they are. I think that's the most important thing. And I think it's such a basic thing that um, we're all on board for that message when it comes to kids, right? Like we all, you know, oh, yeah, kids need to know they're valuable. But I honestly think we all need to hear that, like all the time. Um, and, and so for me, I'll never stop telling people that they're, they're worth something um, and that they're valuable just the way that they are. And, and I, I love to ask kids, like, what does that mean to them? Because, you know, those are words that when you're in second or third grade, it, you might not understand what it means. And so I'll ask them, what does valuable mean to you, you know? And, and I'll say, well, somebody broke into your house, what would they steal? You know, would they steal the milk? No, they wouldn't, because there's no, you know, it's a gallon of milk. You go buy one for two bucks, you know. But no, they'd steal the things that are valuable, the things that are worth something. And so I try to tell them, you know, you're worth something just the way that you are. And I don't know where they, what their home life is like. I don't know if they ever even hear that from anybody. So for me to be able to tell them that, and who am I really? I mean, they don't know me, but for me to be able to tell them that, I take that really uh, personally and and. I'm really happy to, to be able to do that for sure. Right, right. And not to get all psychobabble here, but yeah. did you did you have that kind of upbringing? Was there was there somebody or somebodies who believed in you and gave you that kind of support? Yeah, I think. I mean, honestly, every I I feel like I was. I don't know. I I feel like I had a really solid community around me. I mean, my parents. Um, my parents happened to divorce when I was, I think, five, four or five, um, but they were both very supportive all the time. I was never told I couldn't do something. Um, same with my teachers, and my, my family is, is humongous. My, my dad is one of, I always get them confused, I think my dad's one of 10, my mom's one of 12. And so we have giant families, and they've all always been supportive. So I didn't know any different growing up, and I was never made fun of, I was never bullied. Um, in fact, I... I did bullying when I was little because I, <laughs> I feel like I was overconfident maybe. Um, and so that, you know, so, so definitely there are people around me and that's why, I, you know, it, it, it hurts me to hear when kids are, are bullied or made fun of because I didn't experience that myself. And so I can only come from the, the perspective of telling them that, that there were something. But yeah, I mean, so to answer your question, yes, I feel like... Um, I wasn't told all the time that, but I was treated in a way that told me I was I was valuable and I was I was fine just the way that I was. Right, and and that's beautiful because I think you know it starts at such a young age, right? It starts mm -hmm. at such a young age when people, you know, can either tell you you're good enough, you're not good enough, or that there's something wrong with you or that you're different or that you're not different enough. And I think yeah. that regardless of however you're brought up, there, you're always going to be wanting what's on the other side, right? The whole grass is greener yeah. thing. Right. Um, so for you, it sounds like you had a pretty normal childhood, but yeah. with a, an abundance of love and support. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very important because you decided to do a lot of great things with it. You decided to carry on that message for, right. for the youth, it sounds like. Um, and then all the other people that you touch as well. I, I believe you're an associate pastor as well. Is that That's correct? True, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so kind of take us through that work a little bit. Um, do you take some of your personal life experiences into sharing that message? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think, you know, as, as far as talking about like fear and stuff, like faith is a, a huge part of my life as well. And, um, you know, basically being a volunteer pastor at a church and, um, I think it does help me in a lot of ways. Um, you know, this gets into a little bit of like evangelical, 
you know, healing and stuff like that. So when people talk about, oh, well, Jesus can heal, and it's like, okay, well, I'm not ill. <laughs> like, I don't have an affliction, so I don't need to be healed, you know, and, and I see that from time to time where um, parents are in a park and someone will, will go and I, I feel like it's kind of brash, like, to, to say, hey, can I pray for healing for your child? And, like, how are you supposed to respond to that? <laughs> like, um, no, yes, I, you know. Um, I've had that happen to me before, really? by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and I did the same as you also, like, uh, uh you sure? <laughs> right, I, like, I know you're trying to be nice, <laughs> so I'll say yes. Um, but, yeah, it is, it's, it's one of those things where I feel like I have a pretty unique perspective um, into, into that because, you know, I have several friends who have um, illnesses that they've had their whole lives, and, and they're not gone. Like, God hasn't taken those away. And so what does that mean? What does that mean about God and and who he chooses to heal and who he doesn't and, and why? And, you know, it's it's a lot of un, unanswerable stuff. Yeah. Uh, but but I feel like it's, you know, there, there's truth there to be wrestled over um, or wrestled with, I guess. Um, and so I really try to, to bring that in. And, and, you know, I really believe that we're all the way we are for a reason. Um, and that, and I know that that doesn't ring true for some people. Um, you know, some, someone will tell me, well, I don't want this. Like, I don't want to be in a wheelchair. And I think that's crap <laughs> because I just think it's mean, you know, and I get that. Like, I'm not going to refuse someone's, how they feel about their situation. Um, but I, I do believe that, you know, I was created this way for a reason and, and I'm trying to live in that as best I can. Right. I, I seriously love that message. I think that's the first time we've ever talked about that here because it is such a delicate topic to talk about, Ryan. I, I'm sure you know that. Yeah. And I, I recently heard somewhere else too, and I know I've had conversations like this before, you know, where I've had a friend whose who's, uh, daughter died at a very young age. Mm -hmm. And she one time she heard me say something along the lines of, you know, things happen for a reason. And she's like, really? Yeah. So my daughter was supposed to die for a reason. I'm like, well, 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 you know, yeah. let's not, let's not, like, you know, yeah. you know, go there. But, but at the same token, I, I believe that we all, like you, we all are here to be who we are. You know, good and bad, and I don't think anybody's discriminated for having from having good things happen to them, and yeah. I don't think anybody's discriminated from bad things happen happening right. to them. I don't think anybody's being singled out right. per se. I think it's this is this is the way life is, yeah. and it's a matter of how you believe and have faith or hope in whatever it is that's going to carry you through. Mm -hmm. those challenging and tough times. And yeah. to be honest with you, there have been many times I've sat in the corner and cried like, God, mm -hmm. why me? Like, why <laughs> right. are you doing this to me? But, yeah. you know, in all reality, you know, later on as I connected the dots looking back, I realized, okay, I get it. Now I understand why yeah, yeah. things happened as they did. Because now, you know, I wouldn't be here today doing what I'm doing mm -hmm. had that not all happened at that time. Right. Yeah, so, it's, it's really cool, I think, how that happens a lot of times where it's like, when you're in it, it's the most devastating thing ever, you know, yeah. and, and I get that, and that's completely valid and, and legitimate to feel that way, and, like, I'm a huge proponent of feeling feelings, <laughs> like, whatever they are, your feelings are valid, you know, but yeah. then, like you said, looking back, I mean, that's the only time we can ever really see, okay, this happened, this happened, this happened, and this is where I am now, and you kind of, you know, it, it makes more sense later on down the road. It's hard to remember that when you're in it. But when you get past it, it is really cool to look back a lot of times. 
Well, you're the first guest on the show that's making me rethink a mantra that I have. Because, <laughs> and you'll understand why in a second before I ask you the magic question. But, but you know, I, I definitely have had a lot of people in my life, and I still do at times, that say, like, oh, just just give up this whole coaching thing that you're doing. Or what's with, what's all this entrepreneurial stuff that you're doing? Just stop. You know, just go, go get a real job. Sure. And my response was always, you telling me to stop doing this is like you telling me to cut off my left arm. Right? <laughs> <There you> <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I, I said it even last night in a podcast interview that I gave. And then I'm talking to you today. And I'm like, okay, maybe that's not a good example because look at Ryan. Right. He's, he's awesome. He's doing a lot of great things. So, okay, bad example, you know? <laughs> and it is an excuse, but you're right. But I love I love that you're you without knowing it are challenging me to go, Bernie, really you need cool. a better mantra now. Yeah, that's but, awesome. But <laughs> so so um, this is a good segue because it's gonna go into the question that I want to ask you. But mm -hmm. but the reason I bring up that mantra, it's so important because there are some days, Ryan, where I wanna listen to those naysayers and I wanna say, You're right, I give up, I'm right. done. You know, I've had it. I'm not making the money I want, or this is a lot of work. I put in a lot of hours, and you know what? Who cares? Nobody's laying, pay, paying attention anyway. It'd be so easy for me to say that, but I don't because, like you, I wholeheartedly believe in what I'm doing, and I have like this burning desire in me. I've got to do it, and there's yeah. nothing that's going to stop me. But believe me, there are days, just like last week, <laughs> where I am gripped with fear, and I wonder if I'm going to get up off the couch sure. and do what I need to do. So the question I have for you is, what, what about you? What are you afraid of right now at this moment, mm -hmm. and how are you working through it? And, and you know, in addition to that, how can the Shut Up Show community help you to additionally you know, give you support to work yeah. through it? Sure. Well, I think, you know, the, the biggest thing for me is in relation to the, the living one-handed part of my life, which I, I want to be the biggest part uh, of my life besides my family and, and God and all those things that you're supposed to put at the top. The living one-handed is what I'm focusing on now, and I'd like that to be my career because it's not my career right now. Um, I work in health insurance for 40 hours a week, and this is something that I do that I'd like to be doing full-time. And so... Um, I think the two things that I'm really working toward right now, one, I'm going to be uh, self-publishing a kid's book um, that I have written. Um, and what's funny is I was just looking back, uh, getting ready for this, the piece that I wrote for Relevant in, in December of 2010, I refer to this story in that piece. So this has been over three years, that, and it's a kid's book. So it's not like it's a you know 30,000-word book. It's, it's less than 1,000 words, you know? But I just haven't taken the time and the energy and the and to to go through with it. So I'm very close now to launching a Kickstarter um, for this book. Um, I I would I'm actually talking to the illustrator on Thursday night um, to to kind of finalize some things there. Um, and so this has been again, it's one of those perfection things where I'm like, okay, how much money exactly do I need? Which printer am I going to go with? How many am I going to print? What's it going to look like? You know, all of those things. And I'm at a point now where I'm like, okay, I just have to line it up and do it. Um, and so I'm close on that. And then speaking, I think, is another thing where um, every time I speak to a group, I love it. It's like I'm in heaven. It's like I, I feel like that's where I'm supposed to be. Um, and so that's a huge thing for me, too, is like how do I balance that with my current job? Or can I, you know, how do I transition from my my daytime work to doing this full time, um, and that's where I'm I'm heading uh, with this. So those are kind of the two big blocks that I'm I'm looking at right now with living one handed. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And I can already think of a few things, but uh, you specifically, um, feel free to make an ask here. What can what can we do as a Shut Up Show community to support you with that? Like, what can you use from us for that kind of help? Boy, I think, you know, once the Kickstarter is live, obviously, I think, you know, donating to that um, is going to be a huge thing. Um, I'm, I'm honestly, like, super excited about it. Like, I just think it's going to be a unique uh, book, and, and it's actually based on uh, my one of my younger brothers brought me for show and tell one year. Um, <laughs> just me. He just, he's my brother. That's awesome. In hand. <laughs> okay, ask away. <laughs> so, you know, they asked me, can you tie your shoes? Can you ride a bike? Can you drive a car? And then they started asking me, what's your favorite movie? And I was like, okay, they're little kids. But it's based on that, you know, and talking about how um, one of my main messages is about how being different is awesome. Um, and so that's kind of the message of the book. So I'm really excited about that. And, and uh, like I said, once that's up, getting to be a part of that would be great. I guess as far as the speaking stuff, you know, if you have a, a connection at a school or a community group or your business, anything like that, you know, feel free to, to contact me. I'd love to come and speak. And, um, you know, it's a good time. I, I just I love making people laugh and, and challenging people. So, um, yeah, those are things that, that people can if they have connections that way, let me know. Right. Awesome. That is definitely doable. So then the final question is, where can we find you if we want to make those connections or if we just want to see more of your awesome work? Sure. If you go to livingonehanded.com, very apropos, I understand, uh, livingonehanded.com, and that's the hub for everything. So there's um, Twitter and Facebook and a YouTube channel and I think I even have Pinterest on there because, you know, you have to have Pinterest. And <laughs> but, but that's where you go to find everything else. And, and I do have a speaking page on there, a video page, and you can contact me through that page also. Awesome. Ryan, thank you so much. I can't believe how fast the time flies whenever I, know, I have right? people on. <laughs> but yeah, I know we just scratched the surface, but I can't wait because I think it'll be an awesome idea. Once you get that book published, mm -hmm. get back on the show and we'll talk to you again and you know, talk about all the amazing success that you've seen with the show or, you know, I'm, I'm at the book and even the Kickstarter campaign yeah. as well. Seriously, that will be so awesome. So thank you for cool. taking time out of your busy day to come talk to us today and you know until the next time I see you I've got to come up with a better mantra yes. <laughs> so, I'll work on that. so thank you for putting me on the spot and challenging Absolutely. me to do that so My again I had a great time thanks for having me Brian. awesome thank you that's yep. another episode of the shut up show see you guys next week thank you for joining us for another episode of the shut up show the Shut Up Show is sponsored by The Amazing Cells. That's S-E-L-Z dot com. Seriously, simple selling. Go check them out. Every Monday, we deliver an inside edition of The Shut Up Show right to your inbox. Plus, as a bonus, get instant access to download a free copy of our 18-page ebook, The Solopreneur's Guide for Shutting Up and Making Shit Happen. Simply go to our website at theshutupshow.com slash subscribe and join other brave entrepreneurs who are shutting up and making shit happen. If you believe in The Shut Up Show and this platform has helped you shut up and make shit happen, please head on over to iTunes, search for The Shut Up Show in the podcast section and leave us an honest star rating and review. Your feedback will help us to gauge what we're doing well and where we need to continue to improve. The ratings and reviews help us to continue to bring on amazing sponsors like Cells so that we can deliver weekly episodes to you for free. So your feedback does matter. Thank you for helping us and supporting us.